Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. This is Mornings with Radio Maria, and today we have a special guest for you. The Diocese of Clifton is putting on, along with some friends, a different Holy Spirit, spirit spirit-led gatherings around the diocese. And as we are broadcasting on digital radio in Bristol, we wanted to make sure our dear listeners in that area know of this wonderful opportunity that they can have gathering together as a community in spirit. This morning, we've got one of the leaders and the speakers, Father Matt Anscombe on the radio. Thanks for joining us, Father Matt. Good to be with you. Thanks thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a joy. We've had you on for Songs in the Wilderness, and we're trying to twist your arm to hopefully give us a, a whole series on your outlook, your adventure, your journey with the Holy Spirit. So watch this space, listeners. Before we talk today, Father Matt, can I say a quick prayer um, to start us off? Is that all right? Please do. Always good to start with prayer. It is. It always. Come, Holy Spirit, be with us today. Come, enlighten, enlighten our hearts and in our minds. Help Father Matt and I, and I to sharing what you want the listeners to hear today. Lord, I ask you to open the hearts of our listeners and their ears and let them discern if they are able to or if they, if they can make it to some of these events we're going to be talking about. And Lord, we ask for those listeners living further afield to perhaps let this be inspiring them to creating such events and inviting the Holy Spirit to be part of their mission work of their parishes, wherever they may be. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. First of all, we've got to talk about the Holy Spirit. I don't want to forget the Holy Spirit. Father Matt this summer, I believe it was Pentecost, uh, is when your book was first published about the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's from this book that this series of events sprung up. Is that true? Well, yeah, that's right, Helena. Um, This book title came to me at the beginning of the year, and we decided in our parishes at the beginning of the year that we should have a, a sort of year focusing on the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I didn't quite know what that might mean. Um, and then shortly after that, I went on retreat and I felt you know, the Lord saying to me, you know, write a book about the Holy Spirit. I felt that's what the Spirit was saying. I'd actually picked up a book in a bookshop and called The Holy Spirit and the Evolving Church. And as I was looking at that book, I felt God say, write a book about the Holy Spirit. Um, and the title, Don't Forget the Holy Spirit, very clearly came to me as well, because, you know, the Holy Spirit often is sort of like the forgotten person of the Trinity. 
I mean, the Holy Spirit is the fullness of God and where the Holy Spirit is, there is a father and there is a son. But but somehow we kind of forget the person of the Spirit. We don't always invoke the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings a kind of dynamism and the intimacy of God into our lives. So it's so important not to forget the Holy Spirit. It is. Is it because there's so much, we hear the voice of God, well, we don't hear, we, we can read it because he spoke to Moses, he spoke to Abraham, he spoke to all these folks, uh, and Jesus speaks directly to his disciples. But the Holy Spirit, I think, I think it does a big roar in the New Testament, but other than that, we don't really hear the Holy Spirit. Well, I suppose you have to think about the Holy Spirit. If you think about the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, I mean, Jesus was always one with God, one with the Father, one with the Holy Spirit. But but somehow, mysteriously, Jesus is a, anointed, a kind of almost like a fresh by the Holy Spirit at the beginning of his ministry. And in the Gospel of Luke, which really speaks about the Holy Spirit a lot, of course, Luke writes the Acts of the Apostles as well. But Jesus there does everything in the power of the Spirit. It says that very clearly. You know, he preached in the power of the Spirit. He taught in the power of the Spirit, he healed in the power of the Spirit, he, he rejoiced in the power of the Spirit. Remember Jesus sort of saying, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for revealing these things, you know, not to the learned and the clever, but to mere children. And we're told all the time that he did all these things in the power of the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit isn't always about sort of like that sort of power and, and kind of like, you know, great kind of clashing of symbols or whatever. You know, the Holy Spirit can be very gentle, you know, and if you think about the monastic life or whatever you know that's a very real experience of jesus and the power of the spirit you know in a very quiet way but but yeah the holy spirit certainly is is there in, in the life of jesus in the life of the church and we're told actually are we not you know the catechism of the church tells us and this really comes from scripture is that the holy spirit is the soul of the church the holy spirit is is the one who's renewing afresh every day that the face of the earth and the Holy Spirit, you know, there's a couple of things, you know, when it comes to scripture is the Holy Spirit is the principal author of scripture and the Holy Spirit is the, the master and the source of prayer. Um, so we can't forget the Holy Spirit because where Jesus is, there is the Holy Spirit and there is the Father. Oh, that brings me nicely to these events coming up, which includes Jesus present in the Eucharist and in Mass. All right, tell us. Okay, so there's going to be a couple of different dates, a couple of coming up ones. But can you give us an overview of what this Holy this Holy Spirit event is going to be like in general? Yeah, well, the Holy Spirit evenings, uh, they, they take place over a couple of hours and they start with a Mass of the Holy Spirit. And unless it's a feast day, for example, on the 29th of, uh, of this month, we've got one of the celebrations at, at uh, Clifton Cathedral. And, you know, whilst we'll focus on the Holy Spirit, it is actually the, um, the feast of the archangels. So we will celebrate the mass of the day. But the point is, is with the mass is, is to, to focus on the action of the Holy Spirit. So coming up, um, I think this this Thursday, I think it is, we, we're in Taunton um, and we have a celebration there at St. George's at seven o'clock. So and I think there it's the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. So we will celebrate the Mass of the day, but we'll, I'll be focusing on the Holy Spirit with a, with a testimony sort of homily. Um, and then after Mass, you know, that wonderful meeting with Christ, um, you know, that wonderful meeting with the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Um, afterwards, I will give... Um, uh, a teaching for 15 minutes or so on the Holy Spirit, just picking out, you know, kind of some of the essential things that we hear in the New Testament, uh, particularly through the Gospels and St. Paul. 
Um, and then I have Caroline, who's a friend of mine, but she, well, she works for the parish. She's our outreach worker and also lay chaplain at the uh, secondary school next door to us. She comes with me as well. She gives a testimony. Um, and then we sort of open people up to some sense of expectation, you know, that, that, that you know, to, to be open to a, a fresh outpouring or release of the gifts of the Spirit within. Because I think, you know, we've all been given the Holy Spirit, but sometimes we haven't always allowed the Holy Spirit to really come alive in us. And sometimes we always have to give that permission. Um, and we can need to prepare ourselves. Perhaps often, you know, to do that well, we need to seek reconciliation and build up some expectation within us. But we, we try to do that in a simple way. It's a bit of a taster. And we invite people to pray with each other and and um, renew our baptismal vows and and just, you know, seek a fresh anointing. Oh, I like that. I like especially after the heat wave we've had. <laughs> I will anoint me, my dear. Breathe fresh life and cool air inside me, Holy Spirit. Caroline. I, so I, I Caroline, tell us more about Caroline. So she is the chaplain of the secondary school. She is part of the team of the Call to Be More South Bristol. Uh, what what else, what does she do? Is, is she also evangelist? What's, what's her background? Well, well, Caroline, well, you, you had to hear a story. You had to come along. Uh, really? <laughs> Caroline's got a fascinating story. I mean, she, you know, is brought up a Catholic, but really, you know, from a teenage year, sort of really drifted away. In fact, really went quite, a, she would say, quite a distance from the church. Um, she had a sort of a difficult upbringing and felt sort of angry towards God. But, but in her later life, you know, in her sort of late 20s, early 30s, she felt herself being drawn back to the experience of church. And then really had a powerful encounter with Christ and, you know, and particularly an experience of, of baptism of the spirit. That's to say, you know, of the kind of graces of, of baptism and confirmation coming alive in her life. Um, you know, that was in some ways on my watch as parish priest. So I sort of seen her come back to the church and, and then really grow. And, you know, she found herself then drawn into ministry of some sort and, we ended up sort of um, employing her within the parishes. So she works, works as an outreach worker, just seeking to help us to be a bit more missionary and you know, looking outward. And she just started a, a job just this just last week, actually, in the school. They were looking for a lay chaplain and, and, and she applied for the role. And kind of that links very well because the school, school sometimes can seem a little bit distant from the parishes because they're so in, involved in their selves. <laughs> um, you know, actually getting into a secondary school is not that easy, you know, so actually to have someone who's the outreach worker working in the school, you know, helps to link the parish and the school up, you know, a lot better. But yeah, so Caroline, I would consider herself, her to be a sort of evolving evangelist. She, she gets up and she's got far more confidence these days and just, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to work with her and just get up and, uh, you know, speak the word of God. What a lovely, oh, I can't, I cannot wait to meet her. Oh my goodness. I've heard so much about Caroline through Father Matt and also through, is it Debbie that also is with your parish? That's right. Well, Debbie's pastoral assistant within the parish as well. So she, you know, offers support to parishioners and also helps out with a lot of the, the admin as well, you know, within our parishes. Um, yeah, so it's great to have those those two ladies in, in the parish and they're both spirit-filled ladies. 
All right. Doing their best for the mission. <laughs> <laughs> so my ears have been perking up. You said baptism in the spirit, and that usually is code for ooh, charismatic Catholic renewal, folks. This could be an event for you. Is it just a is it a renewal event, or can someone well, that might be just still tiptoeing into the waters of the Holy Spirit? I, I would say, look, my my background is I'm always been a great supporter of Catholic charismatic renewal, but these events I wouldn't consider them to be sort of strictly Catholic charismatic renewal in the sense that you know the, the, the music um, you know maybe a bit more traditional it's just it's a focus on the Holy Spirit funny enough on this Friday at St Pius X and Withywood um, we actually have a kind of sort of a full-on prayer and praise event called Spirit Upon Us um, and that will be more I suppose what people would experience as a sort of charismatic renewal event but the other ones the Holy Spirit evenings are bit of a taster for anyone just to explore more about the Holy Spirit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Catholic Charismatic Renewal really is there just to help people in their journey and to come to know Jesus more deeply. Um, for some people, they sort of sometimes struggle with that prayer, you know, praise music or whatever. So you wouldn't necessarily expect that on our Holy Spirit evenings, but Damn. hopefully they are full of the Holy Spirit. So, so far you've been to Swindon, Salisbury and Strood. How, what has been the reception? It's been, I have to say, I have to say Stroud there because there's Stroud. Stroud, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Say it again. Is it Stroud? Stroud. 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 Not Stroud. He's going to Stroud next year, everyone. This year they went to Stroud. Well, yeah, we've actually been to, we've been to Cheddar, um, Swindon, Salisbury Stroud. This week we're going to Taunton. It's on a Thursday. We're normally on a Friday evening. It's a Thursday evening. And then on Friday we actually have this event at St. Pius X and Withywood in Bristol. And then next week, next Friday, we're going to Downend. And I think you're coming. Oh, I am. I am. Radio Maria is coming to that one. Oh, and listeners, uh, you can listen in as well. So we will be broadcasting it on air as well. Broadcasting the Mass and the the, The the teaching and the testimony with myself and Caroline. And the week after, we're going to Clifton Cathedral. Then we've got another one lined up as well, I think, in November over at St. Mary's in Bath. So, you know, there's a couple more possibly coming as well. So I think it's just, as I say, it's it's a taster. It's a taster and an opportunity just to focus in. On, on the person of the Holy Spirit. Because um, there is, a, as I say, a sort of an essential dynamism. There's a kind of intimacy which comes when we invoke the Holy Spirit. You know, to draw close to Jesus means that, you know, we are drawing close to the Holy Spirit, but somehow mysteriously, when we actually invoke the Spirit and say, come Holy Spirit, then, you know, sort of God shows up in a kind of more powerful way. That's my experience. I do. I do feel like... So God's this big, usually like grandpa figure, father figure, and then you've got Jesus with the suffering and and there's almost a, oh, I, I'm not worthy, but I need your grace, your mercy, Lord. And the Holy Spirit has always been a bit of a, uh, even though it's more of a, I feel like I can deal with the Holy. The Holy Spirit can do stuff with me. He's not. He's not the Holy Father. He's not the Holy Father. He's not this sacrifice of the lamb it's it's the holy spirit so i do feel like this is a bit of a ah a bit of a breather easy not easier but a more accessible to me at least personally um way of forming that relationship and having that encounter with the whole trinity in the end well i suppose that's and but the holy spirit is um the presence of jesus 
and the Father. So, you know, when Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans, I will send you another comforter. Obviously, Jesus would have been a consoling presence to the disciples. And he said, you know, don't worry, you know, you might not understand what's going on. But, you know, after his death, his resurrection, his ascension, his glorification, with the Father, they pour out the Holy Spirit. And that is the love between the Father and the Son. And basically saying that this, you, you have this constant consoling presence with you. The Holy Spirit is that presence of the Father and the Son. Um, you know, and that's what the church is. The church is really the, the, the true kind of meeting place with the Spirit um, and the locus of the Spirit. So, so there we go, listeners. Actually, you've heard most of my teaching now. So. Oh, no, 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 there's more, there's more, there's more. <laughs> All right, everyone, this is Mornings with Radio Maria. Today, this morning, we have been speaking about an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on, some se- on several upcoming events in the Clifton Diocese. To learn about all the dates, please visit cliftondiocese.com and there you can see the list in the news section of the different dates. This Friday, no, let's start with this Thursday, September 14th, the 14th of September at 7 p.m., Father Matt, Caroline and the team will be over at St. George in Taunton. It begins at 7 p.m. with Mass. This Friday, the 15th of September at 7 p.m., there'll be a praise and worship evening at St. Pius X in Bristol. Next Friday, September the 22nd at 7 p.m., Radio Maria will be there as well for Mass as well as the testimonies. And that will be at St. Augustine's in Downend in Bristol. And the last one on the website, but there's more to come, is on the 29th of September at 7 p.m. with Mass at Clifton Cathedral. Oh my goodness, Father Matt, does that mean you'll be leading Mass at Clifton Cathedral? I will be leading Mass at Clifton Cathedral, yes. We'll actually celebrate Mass in the, the smaller sort of side chapel, the Blessed Sacrament Chapel. I celebrate Mass there lots of times. I used to be the university chaplain, which is just, and the chaplaincy is just down the road there. So I used to celebrate Mass on a Sunday morning there regularly for a couple of years. It's a bit nerve-wracking at first because when you celebrate Mass on the, on the high altar and you're actually sort of sat there by the uh, the, the bishop's chair, and it's a, such a big cathedral, it's, it's very nerve-wracking at first, but once once you get used to it, it's just you sort of into the rhythm of celebrating Mass than any church. I don't mean to say that disrespectfully, but it's sort of that first in the cathedral, it, it does feel, oh, this is quite a, well, it's a great privilege, but... At first, is a little bit scary. I, I, I totally understand. When I went to visit, it was awe-inspired, and it is a bit whoa. And so, in my imagination, knowing you, Father Matt, I think, oh my goodness, how do we, how do I fill this? It's, but it's not you filling it. It is the Holy Spirit, and it is the parishioners. It's the community filling exactly, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Very exciting. I didn't know you were the chaplain. We visited Bristol, uh, University of Bristol's chaplaincies. Love. Oh, no, that was going back quite a few years ago. I was there between 2012 and 2015 as the uh, as a chaplain at the university. Oh, well, big shout out to any of the students listening in. We're looking. We're looking for you. Students, we're coming out. Um, it'd be great to see some. Yeah, it'd be great to see someone at the cathedral, well, wherever, you know. Young people always welcome. <laughs> That's a good question, uh, Father Matt. Is the mass? Are these events specific for the people that are part of the parish? Is it specific for people at Saint George or Saint Augustine, or can people from other parishes come? 
Oh, it's for open for absolutely open for anyone. But of course, we're putting them in on in different parishes because naturally we're probably going to gather most people from that parish. But it's, it's for anyone, and that's really great to see some younger people because quite often with these events, it still tends to be those who may be a bit older. That's that's not a bad thing. But I do just feel that you know it's difficult sometimes to actually minister to young people. They're so busy, and so sometimes reaching out to young people. Um, it's tricky, you know, but that's why I'm really hoping on Friday, I was saying to people in the parish, you know, really come to the prayer and praise, you know, the young people will love it. It's, um, but these Holy Spirit evenings as well, it's good for all ages. Amen. We all need a fresh outpouring. And that's why I think young people can get quite excited when they recognize that, you know, that Jesus is exciting because and Jesus becomes exciting, particularly when we're open to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it brings Jesus alive in us. So. It does. It breathes that life in. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I love it being on a Friday night as well. Uh, it's kind of date night. So it'd be, um, is there going to, I've got to, let's go through the logistics here. Is there going to be a crush or anything for children? No, 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 there isn't. I'm afraid. No, it's, it's not sort of, it'd be different. I think if we had a sort of a whole day event, but this is, yeah, it's more it's more a gathering, a bit like for mass and then, you know, a bit of a teaching afterwards. So no, it is late as well, like so eight o'clock, eight thirty. It is seven, it's seven o'clock, yeah. I mean, I never we're never quite sure what's the best evening. We we, we went for a Friday just purely because that worked quite well with our diaries. Um, you know, and I just thought let, let's just offer this and say to St. Parishes, look, if you like this event seven o'clock on a friday come back and let me know there you go get some babysitters it's okay it's okay for uh the children to spend some time and get some rest and let you have some time as well parents uh, aunts grandparents to come out and be together as a community so you can truly focus and let this be a time for you to be with the lord and the holy spirit and let yourself be free and and a bit away from the little ones running around. There's going to be toilets. Is there tea, coffee, any drinks or anything, or should there we have dinner be, before? Be coffee, yeah. And I think the, the the plan is most nights. But after after mass, we have a quick cup of tea and a coffee. But then we we try to get back on track fairly quickly because it's always my feel. I always feel that I want to honour people by not going over the time. I always said it's be seven and nine, so I don't like to hold people much past that because. Well, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, praising God and being open to the Holy Spirit is a good thing. But I always feel I don't like people to be wondering, you know, when, when is this going to finish? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So I try not to get go much past nine o'clock. So I don't, I don't think we rush things, but I think, you know, we just, it's, it's a taster. It's a taster. There's always more. Um, and actually next year, we're going to be putting on some some full day events as well, some Saturday events We've already got one planned for, I think it's the 2nd of March. That's Saturday, the 2nd of March in Glastonbury. So it's a, a day of renewal. We're going to call it sort of, don't forget the Holy Spirit Day, a day of encounter. You know, and that will be an opportunity then to, to explore a bit more some of these themes. And that's where an opportunity where we're hoping that we might be able to get to, you know, a sort of youth stream. Again, it all just depends, you know, whether you've got people who are prepared to come and help. But maybe that's what will happen over these weekends, over these Fridays. So... Oh, I love it. I love Oh, there is so much. The Holy Spirit is moving in South Bristol and, and the Clifton Diocese. What I want to do one more thing. I want to ask one more thing before we let you go. And thank you so much for your time, Father Matt. You you are part of, you're leading this called to be more for the South Bristol mission area. This mission area, which includes St. Bernadette's, St. Pius X. 
it, does it feel like since these parishes have joined together in this mission group, does it feel like we're you, the the get the foot is on the pedal now? I know at the first it was a bit tricky, COVID, da 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 da, da and it's like ah, and and people need to retire, people need to, and we need to do fresh blood. Does it feel like it's really starting to go now? Well, I think you know what we what we've been trying to do is just to communicate in some ways that you know we are a missionary people. Um, I think you know life is very challenging for a lot of people, and life is very challenging in parishes. Um, so I make no bones about that. It's 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 not easy. It's a foot on the pedal. You know, we we do our best. Um, but you know, even sometimes when we try to engage people and say, kind of what more, what would you like us to, you know, what, what would you like us to be? What would you like to see happening? What, you know, it's, there's quite a lot of apathy <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, you know, to you listeners, I think that's where your, your, your prayers are, are, are really important. I think, you know, in the life of the church, because it, it is a, it's a difficult time, you know, faith is there and, and the Holy Spirit is moving. Um, and I think we've come together as a mission area and that's great. I think parishes need to come together more as families, as family of parishes and actually start to share resources. And, and you know, when it comes to employment and things, you know, we need to look at how we share employees and you know, be pastoral assistants, outreach workers and things, you know, so that we are stronger that way. And I've recently been asked to be the dean of a new pastoral area. So it's not just these four parishes. I've also been asked to be the dean of a, of well, we previously had 13 deaneries in, in our diocese and we've now gone down to, to nine pastoral areas. Um, and I've been asked to be the dean of this local pastoral area, which is nine parishes in that. So, but with a view of how those, some of those parishes come together, always families of parishes and how we plan for the future and seek to strengthen ourselves and strengthen our witness, you know, so that we know going forward. I think as Bishop Declan said, you know, if we, if we don't seek to be outward looking, then we die. But if we do seek to be outward looking, you know, we will be challenged, but at least we will have been faithful to the gospel. And that's what I think we're trying to do with call to more. That is a sort of prophetic word in some ways to say we are all called to more. Is the mission really happening? Well, of course the mission is happening. It's a foot to the pedal. We're doing our best. Sometimes you don't see a great deal of results, but you know, but we have good parishes, good parishioners, people who use their gifts. And we don't know kind of what, what we're sowing elsewhere further afield. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're bringing lots more people into our parishes. You know, maybe that will happen in time, but we don't know kind of what um, grace is being sown elsewhere. I think our parishes are called to be lighthouses, you know, beacons of hope. Whether that draws people to them or not, well, you know, you want that, but you don't know what kind of peace you're bringing, how you're helping people even if they don't recognize that they're, they are somehow connected to the church. Amen. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Debbie, from when I met her, uh, and you have been definitely a lighthouse in showing us the path, showing us the way. I don't get to come to you. I'm going to come next week, but I don't get to come every Sunday to your parish. But you both and all, and Caroline, and the mission is definitely, and hopefully today, has definitely planted the seeds and shown a bright light today on this morning on our listeners. Father Matt, I'm going to, can I say a quick prayer, just a quick prayer for you? And then can you end our program with a prayer, Father? Please Father do. Matt? Yes, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, come and continue to give energy, confidence, 
to Caroline and to Father Matt and all those with the called to more group and, and membership and, and, and community. Lord, we ask you to continue to let them have the fire to be that lighthouse to parishes nearby, their diocese, their deanery and this country. Lord, we ask you to take care of all priests, all pastoral assistants, all chaplains, to let them continue to have the strength, the safety and the passion to be missionaries, to look outwardly and support and serve your sheep, my dear Lord. Well, this is this is a, um, a mission prayer which we use in, in the parishes. So I'm going to pray for all of you. And so when I say our parishes, I mean all of your parishes, wherever you may be. So, Father, pour out your Holy Spirit upon our parishes to deepen in us a thirst and passion for mission. And grant that your gifts of faith, hope and love will lead us in true discipleship so that the good news of Jesus Christ will find a home in our hearts and open us to the needs of all. Then trusting in your almighty power, give us the desire and courage to proclaim our faith in him to a broken world. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. All right, Father Matt, you get off to work. Have a restful time. God bless you you and your work this week. And we look forward to seeing you in person on Friday, September 22nd at St. Augustine's in Down End, Bristol. God bless you, Father Matt. God bless now. Bye-bye.